0: Aloha, Soul Dancer here. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. As you become more aware of what this program is all about, as you become more aware that Pay Me What I'm Worth is a journey, it's also a cause. It's supported by a variety of teachers from different walks of life and a variety of experiences, tons of background, and lots of love. I encourage you to have some notepaper handy. Jot down your questions as you're listening to this show. And now, on with the show. To give you an example of the journey that you're going to take, I'm going to walk you through the master's program, and all of the information I'm about to share with you for this journey is out on our website when you click on the About Us tab. So if you go out to paymewhatimworth.com and you click on the About tab, you're going to find all of this information. But here we go on a journey that will give you a good idea, a good overview about Pay Me What I'm Worth. First and foremost, Pay Me What I'm Worth is divided into two sections. The first section is all about learning how to receive more. Receive more love. Receive more respect. Receive more attention. Receive ways that you can be better healthy-wise, you know, physically, emotionally. It's about improving your life by learning how to receive more. The second half of the book is all about giving more, without any worry, to give more with no strings attached. Learn how to give more, because the more you receive, it should open the doors For you to confidently give more. And that's the name of the game of this journey, is ultimately to build your confidence. As we start off this journey, I'm going to ask you to think of one person in your life that would be the poster person for the word confidence. When you think of the word confidence, who pops into your head? Once you have that image in your mind, can you ever imagine? disappointing that person? Could you ever imagine cheating that person? I know most people that I find are the poster people for confidence. I adore. I admire them. I'm attracted to them. I can't even think of doing anything less than my best with the people who I admire because they're so confident. Confidence simply attracts those who want to honor you for all your worth at multiple levels. So, with that thought in mind, if the person's face that popped into your head when you think of the word confidence is any other face other than yours, then I'm going to invite you to take this journey. If your face popped in, equally as well, because I can help you take your journey to a deeper level. The first half of the book is all about getting in touch with who you are and what you have. Who you are and what you have. I hold this notion that how do you know what you want until you have a solid grasp on what you have? It's as simple as that. There are so many people out there who are grasping for a bigger house, a bigger car, fancier clothes, whatever the case may be, because they think they need it. Really? Is that going to serve you well over the long run? Our first chapter dives right into that. Our first chapter of Pay Me What I'm Worth is, Who is Worth It? And we examine this question through the eyes of what we can see, touch, taste, feel, smell. It's our senses. It's our material world. How does your material world affect your life overall? Is it helping you live a life that you really want to live? Or is it hurting you in some way? And we're going to dive into that by taking you through a treasure hunt. We're going to take you on a treasure hunt that will help you get more in touch at a deeper level with what your material world means to you. It's important that you find out what your material world means to you right now so that you can put it in perspective. Quite honestly, I've met a number of very wealthy people with a lot of material stuff, but they have very poor health. They would sell everything in a heartbeat if they could get their health back. Think about that. Are you stressing yourself out by working extraordinary amount of time dealing with extraordinarily stressful relationships just so that you can gain more material possessions? Are you aware of how that stress knocking days off of your life? By the end of chapter one, you're going to have a pretty good understanding of what your material world really does do for you. And it will give you a perspective on how your material world is helping you or harming you when it comes to your overall dream of a lifetime, what you really want to do. All right. Chapter one, we are pretty much external. We're in the outside world. Chapter two, we're going to go into your internal world. What are you worth internally? Now, put away your calculators, put away your statements and your balance sheets. We're not going to use them. What are you worth is all about finding out what your skills are. And to frame this chapter, to get a grip on what we'll be doing here, think of two paper plates, two standard paper plates. The first paper plate symbolizes the skills that you think you have. I'll repeat that. Paper plate number one is a symbol of the skills you think you have. Paper plate number two symbolizes the skills that other people think you have. Those are the skills that people recognize in you that you may recognize in yourself or they may be hidden to you. As you put the two paper plates together, as you examine how much overlap those two paper plates have, imagine sliding those two paper plates on top of each other. The more overlap you have between the skills that you think you have and the skills that people recognize in you, the more likely it is that you're going to be paid what you're worth on multiple levels. Conversely, if people don't know you have those skills, or you're undervaluing skills that people see in you, you've opened up the opportunity to be taken advantage of. By the end of Chapter 2, we're going to have a fairly solid grasp of what these paper plate overlaps look like. It is my hope and intention that. Chapter two provides you with an extraordinary insight of all of the things that really should help you become so confident in yourself that no one would ever want to take advantage of you. All right, chapter one is the outside world. Chapter two is the inside world. Chapter three, why are you worth it? Why are you worth it combines chapters one and two. It begins to pull things together, and we begin to go to the comparison, and we look at what are you doing right now in your life? Are you doing what you really love doing, plain and simple? Do you love getting out of bed every day? Do you spring out of bed, can't wait for another day? Or do you drag yourself out of bed, thinking, oh, my God, here we go again? Chapter 3 is about looking at how to get to a point in life where you love what you're doing hands down. And if you currently already do love what you're doing, then it's time for you to really look at how you can take that even more fully to realize your fullest potential. We talk about something about your wisdom bank. We're going to learn how to add things to your wisdom bank and how to use your wisdom bank wisely. We're going to look at how to avoid common mistakes, more often than not taking shortcuts for or what we think are shortcuts to success. And finally, we're going to look at how to balance your ability to give and receive more effortlessly. So Chapter 3 is beginning to bring you into the outside world. We're going to look at what damage happens when you actually compare yourself to something or someone else. No other human being on the planet has the identical skills, talents, history that you have. What Chapter 3 ultimately will help you do is even further blossom and glow with confidence. Now that we have a very robust, refreshed awareness of who you are, what you have, what you have, and how it's working for you, and how it's working in relationship to where you want to be or what you want to be doing in the world, it's time now for you to take a more mountaintop perspective Of where you've been and where you want to go chapter four when are you worth it does just exactly that it's the big picture time and it's also somewhat of a reality check a reality check in the form of that we're going to point blank see what's going on in your life which is the most important thing in your life right now is it time more time More quality time is it more money you want to have both let's get you there In Chapter 4, we're going to take all the pieces of the puzzle that you've pulled together in Chapters 1 through 3, and we're going to walk you through how to create what's called a worth timeline. A worth timeline. On this worth timeline, we're going to chart out a whole bunch of stuff so that you can literally physically stand back and look at this huge poster that you've made. And you're going to begin to see point blank, those moments in your life where you made decisions that took you either higher or put you in a downward spiral in your life. And you're going to be able to see from a mountaintop perspective, as you look down into the valley of your life, you're going to be able to see, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that I am constantly learning, constantly loving and constantly balancing what I'm receiving with what I'm giving. Chapter 4 prepares you to be lucky, because we're going to help you chart out the next 20 years of your life based on what you've understood with this new and refreshed awareness in your life right now. They say that luck is half being prepared and half being in the right place at the right time. We're going to make sure that we position you to be in the right place at the right time, more often than not, to be really lucky in life. Chapter 5 now begins to prepare you to get ready for the second half of Pay Me What I'm Worth. We're going to prepare you to become more adept, more confident in being able to give by learning how to receive more from your social network. Chapter 5 is all about building healthy relationships. Chapter 5 is all about building quality relationships versus quantity. We're going to tap into your personal treasure chest, your address book, and we're going to begin to look at how you can work smarter, not harder, by building solid, healthy, ethical, long-term relationships. For Frankly folks, let's get real here. The amount of time and effort you spend in building a solid relationship with someone, that effort is free of taxes. It's free of ever rusting or being stolen. Or if you build a relationship that's healthy based on some of the guidelines that we're offering you in Chapter 5, and again, those are guidelines, these aren't you have to do these, these are suggestions. You follow the guidelines in Chapter 5 that you are well on your way to having healthy, long-term relationships. I adore the relationships that I have in my life. And the relationships are based on much of the work that you're going to find in Chapter 5. At the end of Chapter 5, you're going to have a position in life where you are ready to have a life far less drama, guilt, shame, worry, and doubt. End of the first section of Pay Me What I'm Worth, Learning How to Receive More, you're in the best position to live life with far less drama, guilt, shame, worry, and doubt. Now, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> chapter 6. Chapter 6 kicks off the second half, the second primary focus of Pay Me What I'm Worth. In Chapter 6, we're going to begin to position you to be extraordinary in the type of person that you are. So you're going to prepare yourself To become that person that lights up a room. You're going to prepare yourself to become that person that everyone is attracted to naturally. You're going to prepare yourself to polish that level of confidence in a way that your confidence is compassion-based. It is gratitude-based. Your confidence will have zero arrogance. So in Chapter 6, we're going to begin to look at you get what you pay for encompasses many of those old sayings of what goes around comes around, what you put in, you get back out, get what you pay for, all of those types of old sayings we're going to take a look at. And I'm going to invite you to do something called a load of mental laundry. (laughs) I'm going to have you collect all the bits and pieces of your life where you have either, A, been taken advantage of, you feel soiled, you feel dirty, because you've been taken advantage of, or B, you have allowed yourself to take advantage of someone else for whatever reason. We're going to pile all those instances in your life, those events in your life. We're going to pile them all together, and we're going to go through an exercise where we're going to launder those events such that you're going to release them. You'll learn how to release any shame, any guilt, around either being taken advantage of or taken advantage of someone else. Because, honestly, one of the most priceless things you own is your reputation. One of the most priceless things you own is your reputation that's supported by respect. In Chapter 6, it is, we're setting the stage for you to let go of those things, make amends for those times that you have either felt victimized or you actually was the source of someone being a victim through what you did. By the end of Chapter 6, you're going to have a more clean and clear idea about how you can maintain a spotless reputation that will earn you much respect. Now, when we shift into Chapter 7, we're going to talk about pricing the priceless. In Chapter 7, we're going to look at the notion that everything, absolutely everything, everything has a price. Everything does. Something costs something in some form or fashion. Whether it's your time, whether it's your attention, whether it's your health, whether it's your love, whether it's your actual physical dollar amount, everything has a cost. Everything does. And in chapter seven, we're going to start taking a look at are you really happy with what you're paying? Is that working for you? Are those relationships that you basically tolerate, is that working for you? Is it paying you what you really want in the form of living the life that you really dream about having? Or are you paying a dear price every time you have to put up with someone, do something you would rather not do? By the end of chapter 7, we're going to provide you with some clear guidelines. And again, these are guidelines. These are suggestions. These are not mandates. These are not rules. These are not edicts that you have to follow. These are simply guidelines. And in chapter 7, we're going to provide three timeless guidelines to fully honor someone else's worth on many levels with ease and grace. Remember, everything has a price. You need to join our master's groups, really, to discover how you spend your time, money, attention, etc., on what you have. Join our master's groups so that you can become more wise, more graceful with how you spend anything with anyone, anywhere. By the end of Chapter 7, you now have a very robust understanding of how to live life in a way that people are going to be naturally drawn to. I, myself, am drawn to people who their word is their deed. If they say it, they do it. Their actions support their thoughts. Do you like those type of people, too? Are you drawn to those people that, boy, you know, when they tell you they're going to be at a certain place at a certain time, that they're there? I mean, barring those crazy things that happen, but you can pretty much go to the bank on their word, I, myself, enjoy those types of relationships. It brings me great comfort to have the types of relationships in my life that I can trust, that I can absolutely trust. To help get that trust established, we're going to look in Chapter 8 on how to create performance-based contracts, and what I mean by performance-based contracts is, quite honestly, you're born into a performance-based contract life. In chapter 8, we're going to look at how rules, how expectations, how agreements are literally part of every moment of every day. And the more that we can be clean and clear on what it is that we want and how we're going to go about achieving it or vice versa, how we can go about getting it or giving it to someone... In Chapter 8, we're going to look at how to make a performance-based contract, and I'm not talking about some lengthy document that goes on and on and on and on and on. You can have a performance-based contract that's four words or less. (laughs) Ha Doubt it? Well, you'll have to go through the exercises in Chapter 8 to figure out how you can make a four-word performance-based contract. When it's all said and done, by the end of Chapter 8, you're going to see how you can modify goal setting to be something that's healthy, it's fun, it provides a a level of energy in your life that can reward you in many, many ways versus penalize you. Far too often, goal setting turns out to be an exercise in failures. We're going to make sure that those failures, if any, from past goal setting are dissolved and you learn from them. In Chapter 9, we're getting close to the end of Pay Me What I'm Worth, and Chapter 9 now really addresses something that honestly is confusing to most people, and that's ethics and integrity. Ethics and integrity. More often than not, people make ethics very complex. They need not be. More often than not, people combine ethics with morals. In fact, in most dictionaries, if you look up the term morals, you'll see ethics. Or if you look up the term ethics, you'll see morals. In chapter nine, I help dissect those two concepts. Ethics and morals is like comparing apples and oranges. They're two vastly different things. In a nutshell, ethics simply means that what you say equals what you do. When your word equals your deed, that means people will consider you to be a person of integrity. I can tell you that I'm going to show up at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, knock on your front door, and throw a glass of water in your face. Ethically, if I show up at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, knock on your door, and throw a glass of water in your face, I'm an ethical person. Now, from a moral standpoint, (laughs) that might be considered not the most morally kind thing to do. So by detaching morals, we explore how morals, morals are something that's culturally defined. Morals are based on a person's age, a person's location, their upbringing, societal norms. For example, once upon a time, it was not a problem to smoke cigarettes at your desk while working. In many parts of the world, you can still do that. In some parts of the world, now, smoking at your desk has become almost a moral issue. So, as you can see, morals evolve and change constantly, whereas ethics pretty much boil down to what your word and your deed, what they look like, the alignment. By the end of chapter 9, as you see how your words when they align with deeds, create a life that's far less stressful than what it might be today. You'll begin to see that, yes, initially, it may be a little tricky to align your word with your deed because society has a way of making it difficult initially. But once you do, once your word starts aligning with your deed, more often than not, it's like vaccinating yourself yourself from ever being taken advantage of. Those people that would be tempted to take advantage of you, as your word aligns with your deed, you're going to find you'll bounce them right out of life. We conclude our journey of Pay Me What I'm Worth, Chapter 10, with the title of Gratitude Guidelines. Gratitude Guidelines. Gratitude is one of those things as a monk of three orders, a shaman of four traditions, a social worker at the master's level gratitude really is why pay me what I'm worth was written out on the pay site if you click on the free stuff tab at the bottom of the free stuff tab page <laughs> you're going to see a video of me talking about how pay me what I'm worth came to be in a nutshell pay me what I'm worth was written in gratitude to show my gratitude to every single teacher who has helped me become the person I am today. It is with great gratitude that I recognize that every single lesson in my life has helped me advance being of service. I think there is absolutely no higher reward than to be of service to other people. In Chapter 10, we look at what, what is really gratitude, What's the difference between gratitude and manipulation? Because more often than not, I have this notion that gratitude is done in a way that's highly, highly manipulative. Highly manipulative. Very controlling. For example, if I come to you, you've known me for years... I come to you and I just, I'm buttering you up. It's like, oh my God, thank you so much once again. Your help, your support has bailed me out once again. I am so grateful for you in my life. I don't know what I would do without you. Clearly, I'm buttering you up. If I'm doing that, if I'm sharing all of those words with you as a precursor, as an introduction to asking you for more help again, I'm not being grateful. I'm being manipulative. Plain and simple. And I had this notion that folks are reluctant to receive. I think we've gotten into a culture where we're so skeptical. We are absolutely skeptical any time a stranger or someone who is somewhat unknown to us wants to offer us something. We're skeptical because we think, okay, what's the strings? What's it for you? What, you know, what's going on? Justly so in many circumstances. For me, gratitude, genuine gratitude, is an act of doing something for someone or saying something to someone with zero strings attached, known or unknown. I am free and clear in my mind and in my heart of any expectations, any strings, any needs that I would need from someone when I express gratitude. So if I tell someone that I am so grateful for them, for being in my life, and I while I'm handing them a gift, that gift is not meant to be some sort of ping-pong reaction, meaning I gave them a gift, they have to give me a gift. No, when I give someone a gift, it's free and clear of any expectation that I will receive anything back, including even possibly a thank you. As we come to an end of our journey of pay me what I'm worth, we end on the note of how to live life In gratitude, the secret sauce to pay me what I'm worth is more fully revealed in Chapter 10. As you allow yourself to know the difference between gratitude and manipulation, you're going to begin to find ways to learn daily from everything that happens to you. You're going to discover ways to dissolve pain associated with lack associated with not having enough or what you think might be not having enough. And finally, practicing genuine gratitude rapidly shifts your life from thinking that there's never enough to feeling that there's always so much more. Did you catch that? Shifting from thinking there's not enough to feeling there's more than enough that is the goal of pay me what i'm worth as you shift into a state of living where you are always abundantly feeling rewarded happy abundant you're going to find that you are paid what you're worth every moment of every day time for you to take a further look at the links here on the show notes, come out to paymewhatimworth.com. That's too much for you to type. Just type in pay411, P-A-Y, the numbers, 411.co, not com, .co, pay411.co. You'll be directed out to the Pay Me What I'm Worth site and start reviewing all the materials in there. As I come to a close, I honestly want you to begin to think about it. Are you paid what you're worth? Yes or no? If you are, wonderful. I can help you become more so in your process. If you're not paid what you're worth for any particular reason, it's time you start today. I'll close with a quote that I wrote some years ago. And this quote goes like this. Balance is a dance between how and when. Balance is a dance between how and when. The how right now is for you to explore pay me what I'm worth. The when is based on when you want to be paid what you're worth. I hope you answer that that question is today. Now that you've had a chance to find out a little bit more about this i encourage you to explore more i encourage you to click on the links here in the show notes just below this show and you'll get to be able to tap into a program guide that program guide is very detailed it includes everything that you'll be learning throughout the 12 months together with us along with fees terms conditions all of that stuff all of our teachers start new classes on a regular basis so by all means visit PAY four one one, like you're dialing numbers on a phone. PAY four one dot co and see which teachers have open spaces. I look forward to seeing you in class. Aloha.